You're experiencing the Authentic Chaos Podcast, an exploration into our inner selves and journeys of, se- of self-discovery. I'm your host, Vahagan Yernosian, and joining me today, once again, is Yossi Katzin. Hey there. Thanks for joining us again, Yossi, and it's great to have you in the, in the studio here in Seattle. Instead of in New York, which yeah, is yeah. where I was last time. <laughs> yeah, you're really just traveling around. Uh, well, yeah, I'm living both places. Um, I've got uh, place. I've got roommates in both places, so I'm not just like taking up space. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I love it. Well, it's weird. It, no, it feels very odd and extravagant. Um, <laughs> I don't like having a lot of money. Uh, I don't want to have more money than other people, and uh-huh. I feel weird using it like this. But you know what? Um, it's not going to be forever, and I'm trying to become who I'm going to be next, and that's part of what being in New York is for. Yeah, and you know, you don't have to let the money be a factor in how you relate to people or how you connect no, with people, right? Of course. So, like, you know, even if you have our, even if we're privileged to have enough saved away, it doesn't mean we have to lord it over people. No, yeah. no, but but you should have in mind that like the experiences, the way you're going through the world. Is different. You're dealing oh, with yeah. different things, right? You, like I don't have. I think I talked about this last time. You don't have the stressors. Uh, or the stressors are different. The things that are like uh, difficult for people, uh, paycheck to paycheck stuff, I'm not having to deal with. Yeah. And that means that when I can be like chill about things, other people are not necessarily in the same you know headspace, and that's expe- that's normal. That feels normal. And I think you know giving other people more grace because they have all the extra weight on them that I don't have right now. Yeah. I think that's that's a really beautiful sentiment on like empathy, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I have so many like I know so many people who are in a similar position to us but don't quite understand that level mm-hmm. like and so especially when we talk about things like unhoused or mm-hmm. like people on the streets there's a lot more judgment around it because mm-hmm. there's this idea of like, well, what were the personal choices that they right. made to get there versus like, it's just chance. Yeah. Yeah. It is chance to a big extent and luck and well, luck, chance and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of effort that goes into it. I think I don't give myself enough credit for the effort I've put in. Yeah. But you basically, it feels like this could have happened to somebody else. This could have not happened to me. I could have been much less fortunate and uh, it's not all, you know, coming to me. Yeah. So everybody else that doesn't have these things uh, should also be allowed the opportunities of to for personal creativity and lack of stress that I've that we've been able to to um, achieve. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I agree. Like being able to have enough of your needs met where you can start to express your creativity Mm -hmm. is like a a great place to be. And like what personally, I think that a whole goal of government should be to get to that state, Mm -hmm. like satisfying the basic needs, like house people, feed people, give people like water, get their Mm -hmm. basic needs met. And so that people can start like embracing their creativity Mm -hmm. and like achieving more like we have so many technical developments right i had this i had a chat with a friend about capitalism and he's mm-hmm. like well hasn't capitalism added a lot of good to our lives and i say i like to say it's added a lot of complexity to our lives it's well there's com- but complexity uh comes out of any big group of people oh yeah a- anything that you're trying to accomplish that's big 
you need a big organization. Like I was talking with a friend um, about the Burning Man stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And we can go either way with this because the thing you were just talking about with housing and feeding that could go into the ethical mega corporation thing or there's this about like the somebody was complaining about you know the it costs a lot of money to go to burning man yeah and part of that is buying all the stuff you need but part of it is paying for the ticket and the ticket was this year i think a 525 575 yeah um and that cost it cost money because there's an organization making the city and providing all the things that we need and paying people and uh there there are full-time jobs there are uh, like within the organization there are people that they're paying outside like people to come in and deal with the porta uh porta potties yeah um and anytime that you have a large group of people and a system you need bureaucracy you need uh complexity yes i i fully agree and uh i guess my my concern is that we have uh, we reward the maybe people in the wrong way, like the people that clean the porta potties, mm-hmm. right? The people that clean our sewers, the janitors, should be compensated way more because I don't want to do that no, job. No, I do not you don't want to do that, do that no. job. No, I, I think I think that um, one ideal would be that we we provide for all of the basic needs of people and we pay well, uh, yeah, pay them in part like to do the thing that they love. Part of the time, maybe they should do their own creative stuff. Part of the time, they should do things that other people, excuse me, want need need yeah. people for. But we need it needs to be something that you want to do. Yeah, I think that's the important thing that it's your intentional choice. It's yeah. your decision to make this rather than there's so much obligation yeah. to using your time to go to work. Right, and you're basically you become a worker for somebody else's project. Yeah, and if you don't believe in that project, then your life well your work life sucks you're annoyed because you're like i don't care Mm -hmm. about this and if your work life sucks that's at least a third of your day yeah it's a lot yeah yeah and it's hard to like and i i say that there's also this like mental and emotional labor that goes into it like i so many times i've come home after like uh, a shit after working and been just exhausted Mm -hmm. and like that's it my day is done even at like 5 p.m. because I'm yeah. just too tired to do anything else. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the jobs, especially minimum wage, they're not really paying for your emotional labor. No. But they but they expect it of you because mm-hmm. they want you to be pleasant to customers and be, you know, team spirit and all that. Oh, my God. But, I can't even imagine. Like, yeah. we, we had like desk jobs. Like, yeah. if I had to work with people and like be put on a good face, like that yeah, would be... For, for yeah. somebody who isn't going to be continuing to work around you and therefore you know, needs to work, uh, work well with you. Yeah. But somebody who's coming in and wants something from you and would like it now, please. Yeah. I uh, may not say please. And may, may or may not even view you as a human being. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the emotional labor that you're doing there is uh, uncompensated. Yeah. Um, you're basically paid to be there and be a cog in the machine, but you're expected to be a, Cog with a smiley face on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're expected to like, be like, oh, well, put a smile mm-hmm. on. Have a good attitude. Yeah. Like, how much energy... Like, that takes a lot of energy it to does, be yeah. constantly in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, you know, especially you're not actually going to be, so you got to pretend. you yeah. got to... That, that's know, where it's even worse. Inauthentic. Inauthentic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 
I like to rant about LinkedIn for that same okay. manner because for me, LinkedIn is that exact vibe of mm. like inauthenticity. Like everyone is just trying to put on the nicest face they can and show mm. how excited they are for these projects that mm. uh, yeah, you talked. Saying, <laughs> yeah, you're saying like maybe you find this exciting, but I don't. I I I don't really relate to you finding <laughs> this this new businessy type thing uh, exciting. This like. Oh, we're going to be able to provide our customers with what they need in order to move money around and shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't care. It, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you care, but but I bet if we were to go to a bar, your yeah. real feelings would come. Yeah, out. Th- this is this is not this is you're using the energy that you should that you would expect when somebody is like, I'm so excited to be providing puppies to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, the puppies and the moving money around are not the same. And they don't feel the same. And it's unusual that you would seem to be as happy about the one as the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's use this. So you've had, uh, you were, let's use this as a segue going back mm-hmm. to Burning Man. Sure. So you're at Burning Man. I was at Burning Man, yeah. Uh, for our audience, um, would you, eh, who may not be as uh, experienced with Burning Man, how would you describe it? Oh, I would love to. I look at Burning Man as an experimental um, approach to alternative society. Um, basically, what society could be if we all had the resources, uh, sort of exploring principles that could then be applied back to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I was talking with some friends last night. Uh, one of them was complaining about, uh, or objecting, I'd say, that you know this isn't, a good model 51 weeks out of the year you work you get your high paying job and then you go off and party in the desert for a while do a bunch of drugs have a bunch of sex Mm -hmm. um look at some art burn a bunch of shit yeah um and i think that it's not meant to be I, i can't speak for what everybody means uh for it to be i don't think it's meant to be a one week out of the year party i think it's meant to be exploring and reinforcing certain principles in us. There, there's 10 principles. I don't remember all of them, but uh, stuff like self-reliance. Actually, I did pull it up, so I can just say what they are. The 10 principles of Burning Man, and they use the word radical a lot here. So radical inclusion, gifting, decommodification, radical self-reliance, radical self-expression, excuse me, communal effort, civic responsibility, leave no trace, participation, immediacy, and the uh, 11th principle that isn't on this list is consent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of stuff in here that's really good that if you could expand these to the rest of the world, uh, we could have it be a better place. Like gifting is one that I like. I feel mm-hmm. like going to Burning Man has made me want to give people things more mm-hmm. and to feel like you don't need to deserve this thing. You don't need to earn it. I want to provide you with housing. I want to provide yeah. you with the basics that you need to make sure that you don't die and to make, give you a springboard from which to uh, live in the rest of your life. And I want to give that to you because, you know, you, you, I don't want you to buy it from me. I just want to give it to you. I, I want that to be the thing that everybody gets. Yeah, it's interesting because that also kind of goes in uh, the way you framed it goes into deep commodification too. Yeah, which like, is also the second thing. There. Yeah, because like we, um, like in our, in our like, 
capitalist lives mm-hmm. we like to think of especially in the u.s housing isn't uh housing isn't a place you live housing is an investment housing is a commodity mm-hmm. housing is part of your portfolio right well <laughs> if, if you get to buy it right? yeah, yeah 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 if you if you get to buy it but we're like we're like we were constantly taught like that we should be buying it like home ownership yeah, is we a are critical yeah. part mm-hmm. of like doing anything but then of course Homes get expensive and like lots of forces that are outside of our control make mm-hmm. it completely unattainable. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so what is it about Burning Man that made you more uh, like kind of got you to be more change your view about gifting or make you feel like gifting uh, isn't a more important part of your life than it was before? Well, I guess for one thing, I'm bad at giving gifts. Um, yeah. My parents we're bad at giving gifts. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> They're probably not going to watch this. I, I can, I can relate. I yeah. can relate. Yeah. Um, and we, so that's sort of the backdrop. Like I'm not so good at just giving people things or yeah. at least not at seeking out the thing that I want to give them would, would be a different thing, I guess. Like a personalized gift, I'm still pretty bad at, but gifting, like giving the things that people want or like if I wish to give somebody something um, so you ask like how did I get better at this I suppose or like what what about Burning Man inspired you to like want to make it a bigger part of your life um, well I think that I there's a lot of beauty in being able to offer somebody something without expecting anything in return and a lot of people have you know it's it is normal to have misconceptions about things you're not exposed to people have misconceptions about burning man that it's like oh we can't use money but we're bartering Mm -hmm. but we're not we don't barter we uh give things and uh don't expect anything in return right it's less of a market because like bartering is still like ha- like oh i'll give you this yeah. fish for you your want egg. this thing yeah. i mean there, there is there is yeah, yeah. uh unofficially I, I guess there's like uh oh you know we'll do you this favor and then it's kind of likely that you'll do a favor back but it's like mutual it's more of mutual gift giving yes, exactly. rather than it's like an expect like a, right. a requirement yeah. or an and it's gauche yeah. to be like it, it's it's not chill, it's not cool to be like oh i gave you this thing so I want, you know, a thing back. Yeah. Uh, but there is certainly some sort of expectation. Like, we're, these things are still ingrained in us. It's difficult to move outside of a market completely. And yeah, I mean, markets and, like, trading has been around well before any, like, developed economic system mm-hmm. that we use today. Like, yeah. it's a pretty old part of us. Yeah. I think Burning Man is actually, like, if we manage to get to a utopian state, a post-scarcity state, how would we want to live? Mm, and Burning yeah. Man, there's a lot of investment that goes into it, a lot of money that goes into it to get to the point where you can be post scarcity for a week. Yeah. Right. It's it's so it costs money to simulate this utopia. But the experiment isn't how can we achieve this? It's what can we do if we have it? And I think the gifting. It feels really good to be able to. One of my favorite things at, um, that I have from Burning Man, uh, I was having a rough night, um, I think on Wednesday. It, so the, the thing is uh, about Sunday through uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got there on the Thursday to help set up, and that makes the week longer and harder. 
And I was having a rough time on, by by the Wednesday because I had gotten my bike uh, misplaced. Okay. Uh, and you know you got you need a bike to get around, and I was near the man, which is like the central piece, mm-hmm. the thing that burns, the thing that everybody knows about, and I was you know sitting having a rough time, looking pretty glum. So folks came up to me, and you know, gave gave me some of their time, gave me. Uh, recognition and one of them gave me a shawl uh, oh. or a, like a, a scarf yeah you know like uh yeah like a big scarf a big scarf yeah, yeah, yeah. that i use as a central part of my costume like wherever i go in burning man i wear that like to oh, cover nice. myself in the sun or just to put it in my my uh my jeans as like a flowy thing mm-hmm. uh and that was just something somebody gave me and i i texted her a little uh afterwards like the next year, but I haven't seen her since then. Yeah. And, you know, I've never had the opportunity to give her anything. Yeah. And I don't have to. If I if I see her again, I will try to because I have good feeling towards her, but also because she's just another person there. But I, I love the, the, oh, there's a person in need. I want to give them something. Yeah. And I try, I'm not very good at that. Like, I'm not very good at giving money to organizations yeah. uh, I still have some difficulty parting with money but if I see a homeless person I'm working on trying you know I want to give them something uh, because they're a person right in front of me who needs something yeah 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 and I want to be able to give people things that 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 they will enjoy and that they need yeah and I think I think there's there is certainly a lot to be said for. Oh, I feel like I've earned this thing. I've accomplished it. I've ma- managed to support myself, and I've some of the feedback I've gotten about wanting to provide people with the basics is that well, then there's a little, the feeling of accomplishment is gone for them, and so I think that there is there's a balance there that I haven't found yet. But mm-hmm. the idea that people can live their con- the, their conscious experience the only one that we got uh, i think and not have it be shit is like and not be full of pain and suffering would be good yeah and we we talked about this uh mm-hmm. last time mm-hmm. we talked about how like you know what is the there is cuz there is some value in that pain right but at some point there but there's also pain in that pain and yeah. like you don't always have and like so yeah, it's you're trying to I understand like trying to like go the, like uh, thread this needle, yeah. this very fine line where you can help people out without like taking from their journey. Yeah. And uh but maybe it's maybe like in small acts of kindness and giving, it's like maybe that's enough for now. Maybe part of it is like that consent thing right like because mm. people can not consent to a gift sure yeah you uh, at burning man when you give a gift you uh offer it yeah and and the person can say no yeah uh they can say yes and then they can retract it like like uh, there's a lot of uh consent is a big part of it yeah um giving somebody like drugs is a big thing at burning man giving somebody a drug they don't in- intend to take 
is real it's bad. A violation of consent. It, it is for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a bad one. And even in the in like your day to day life, yeah. like if you see like maybe I wouldn't give a dollar to like any random person I pass on the street. Yeah. But if someone asks, yeah. and if I'm like, and if I feel like, yeah, yeah. or I've got some cash, yeah. um, I'll, I'll give. Right. Like, because they ask, they clearly consent, and then it's up to me to consent. Hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. So, like, maybe that's part of it, right? Like, not just, you don't have to, like, give everyone advice in their lives or, like, help everyone out with the pain that they have. Because uh, maybe, they're, maybe they're just expressing their pain. and. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're, they're going through it and that's their journey, but they don't want you to like solve their problems for them. Yeah. I think, uh, as far as the advice thing and solving somebody else's problem, there's a lot of like, oh yeah, you, a person needs to actually be asking for that because you don't want to impose on them yeah. the, your presence and your opinion because it's rude and it's unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. They, never, they didn't want it. They didn't want it. Yeah. If, if somebody <laughs> doesn't ask for something, then... Don't expect them to accept it. Don't, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, don't expect that they're going to definitely accept it. They might not. Yeah. Everybody has the chance to opt out of things. And, you know, in an ideal world with under ideal conditions, and we would like to make these conditions as ideal as possible. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, you know, I know some people get upset when other people don't like take their advice or like yeah. accept their help. And, you know, I felt like that in the past. And to that, I'd say, like, I'd question, like, if you're if we're feeling like this because mm -hmm. someone isn't taking our help, mm -hmm. then who are we really doing this for mm. them or for us? And then maybe and that for me was eye opening that, mm -hmm. like, maybe I was doing this more for me and what I thought of as the ideal, like, connection between us mm -hmm. rather than what like respecting what they wanted to do and the conscious decisions they make. Totally. Yeah. I had something on that, um, about, but I, it's okay. I yeah. We can, we can, uh, we can like wheel this back yeah. a little bit to sure. burning man. Sure. So, um, you mentioned how it's this, it's a model for how society could be. Mm. Or I think it's a, a meet, uh, an opportunity to explore these principles. Okay. Uh, it's not itself a model. Like the idea is not that people go live out in the desert. Certainly. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, like a lot of the news, of course, has like latched on to the fact that it is very. There are is a very big portion of very wealthy people mm -hmm. going. Yeah. And even then, even besides that, there's a bi another big portion of like techies who maybe well, aren't the ultra wealthy right but are still like wealthy enough where uh, like spending a couple grand uh, to go to this thing and being able to take time off of work yeah. isn't a big deal like us yeah um yeah totally i there was somebody who had been going for 30 years oh wow uh, somebody who was nice. pu publishing like the black rock city weekly like you know a, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. newspaper -y thing oh, that's cute and she i uh, i didn't read the whole article but it was the front page that she put this time and she was like, I have been going for many, for decades. I, it has changed a lot and mm -hmm. I think this might be the last time I go because mm -hmm. I'm being priced out. Yeah. And it does change uh, over time. And I think we shouldn't be trying to keep things exactly the same because change happens. But when something changes underneath you, it's very unpleasant. Yeah. And 
so maybe this is an interesting like portal to the past a mm. bit because um, from what, what from my understanding uh, Burning Man started as this very like counterculture revolution kind of thing mm. like the whole point of it, the whole point of the effigy of burning the effigy, is that you're you're burning the effigy of the man, right? The system, the government, the corporations, all of that. Um, and it started off as just a bunch of hippies going to the desert, like right. spending a couple bucks on their gear and like having a good time. Yeah. Um, and of course, much like a lot of things in our uh, in our society, same with like other festivals. Uh, it's been become more and more commodified um, in in a sense, or there's some of that commodification corruption. Uh, I'd say it uh, becomes more engineered. Like the well, let me let me yeah, explain why why I think it's more commodified. Yeah, um, because with people who are attending. And the more resources they have as they come to attend, mm -hmm. they're basically just play camping. A and, lot of people, yeah. And then you have situations, and I think it's I think it's worth like, even if it's not the heart of the event, I think it's still worth like looking at the shadows mm -hmm. of the event. Like sure. you have people like five years ago that like they literally flew in like fresh bluefin tuna from Spain really? so they could have a fancy dinner at Burning Man. Yeah, it was some, I did some Google employees at tw in 2017. Yeah, something like that. And like, and like you know, Mark Zuckerberg flew in one day uh -huh. to like make grilled cheese sandwiches a couple years ago. Like there is a lot, uh, there is a whole other side of like the nouveau rit, the nouveau riche, like really taking advantage of this cultural moment uh -huh. to like pretend to be like basically pretend to be poor or pretend to be in this scarce environment. Sure. Um, and I think that is, I think that's an interesting point of like, yeah, it is pricing out the people yeah. that like we're creating so much culture, like, like this lady going 30 years in a row and like producing this, this like periodical for the for the event like that's like that's a huge piece of culture that could be lost because of this mm -hmm. and you know culture gets lost all the time right culture changes all the time and i guess it's more of a question of do is this a change that we want to happen or that you want to happen well we don't in, in any group of people you don't get to choose how the group decides things right but we don't get to shape society in our image uh i, I but, but it kind of well we don't right no but, but the but, kind of the rich the rich do um i view yeah, this well, as well, like a bit of a i view, view this in the i'm viewing this in the lens of colonialism okay. I, i've been reading a lot about like the about empires and mm -hmm. colonialism and, and so, so um what this appears to me like when the like the European empires basically discovered or they discovered Polynesia, right? Mm -hmm. I've been reading a book on the Polynesians because I have no I had no idea anything about them, and it's super fascinating all their rich oral histories. Um, but when the Europeans came, then they came with new ideas, or they came with like a purpose, like yeah. more. They had the resources, they had God on their side, or whatever, mm. and they. Like the culture shifted over time, uh, but maybe it wasn't what was 
going to happen organically if sure. it without that like intentional influence because like the Europeans like came in especially the uh, the Protestants and the Catholics and stuff uh, and the evangelicals came in with the express purpose of changing the culture to become a more Christian sure. culture and and to go back to Burning Man the when you have so many people with so much uh so much resources that they can like make these uh camps that are like two million dollars a tent mm. or like basically create this high uh these high concentrations of wealth then there they can have like an outsized impact on sure. that culture i think that that's fair i yeah, I don't know what to do about that sort of thing because yeah. I think there's not exactly anonymity, but like you don't have to use your real name, Burning Man. Yeah, uh, you can call yourself whatever you want. Sure. Uh, and like, I don't know if we ought to have a purity test for people to be able to come. I mean, I guess what we have right now is a monetary test, which <laughs> isn't good. Yeah. Um, the like I, the people in my camp, uh, at least my, so my old camp lead, who you know, um, uh, who we went to school with, mm -hmm. um, uh, she doesn't like uh, the. She thinks if you have a shower at Burning Man, it's weird. Like you know, yeah, it, it kind of, it defeats the whole purpose. There's kinda, not yeah. supposed to be indoor plumbing, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you're going in an RV. It's pretty weird yeah uh you, you should be roughing it it should be difficult you shouldn't be doing all these things that make it easy and if you have something that makes it easy it should be something that you made it's so like our camp had um solar panels and like we could charge our stuff this year yeah yeah that's because awesome. some of our camp did that mm -hmm. right and they did invest money they yeah. did invest time and so they had enough of both of those things to do it and you, you could argue that it should just be what people can accomplish there that if you're bringing all this stuff that you did outside then you're at an advantage over other people yeah but it's not meant to be a competition although i suppose anything where you're comparing things is kind of a competition it, it can be if you want it to be a right. competition right um or you could view it as like the same way you view as art exhibits, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't look at art and we're like, man, I could, I want to do something better than that. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I do sometimes. When I look, when I, when I, look at, when I look at books, I'm like, oh my god, how did they do this? Oh, I wish my first book was going to be as good as this first book. I mean, to be fair, you are a, 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 a you are a working author. That's what I'm talking so. about. Yeah. <laughs> Even like if you're an artist, I guess you would look at an art and be like, fuck, I want to do that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I, I think this is a, a good question as to the whole, what change is the, are the rich people bringing? Mm -hmm. Uh, what does it mean when people can fly in? Yeah. Like um, why does it need it? Why does Black Rock City need, need an, an airport? airport? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is a good question. Um, I don't have a good answer, which, yeah. you know, is I'm going to pat myself on the back a little for <laughs> remembering to say, I don't know. Uh, it's good. We could all use a little yeah. bit more. I don't know. I get into trouble for that all the time by saying things that I'm like, wait a minute, maybe, right. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, one of the most important things I think is to recognize that you can be wrong, and sometimes yeah. you're gonna be. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know much. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I know a lot, but not, not, not that yeah. much. But like, oh, but going back to the airport, I, yeah. I, I find it so interesting because like, how can you, like, the whole like it seems like more and more of these adjustments that have been made to satisfy the the rich, yeah, have like kind of gone against some of these like principles like yeah. how can you really leave no trace if like private jets are flying in and out like, well i mean you can leave no trace on the playa right on yeah. the, the desert there but even then like locals complain all the time about how like in the past like i don't know several years there hasn't been enough cleanup okay there's been a lot more trash that the counties then have to clean up afterwards you mean like people going in well yeah so I guess what you're saying is even if you tell people, hey, don't dump things in people's like garbage cans yeah. and take it to a real dump and pay the dump for it. Yeah. It's still um, there's going to be a lot of people who don't follow the rules as intended. Yeah. And what should you do when the rules as intended aren't being followed? And therefore, and as a consequence of the thing that you're doing that intends to follow the rules, a lot of people don't does that invalidate the event or mean that the event is uh, shouldn't be happening in the way it is because it's not happening the way it's intended to be? That's a valid question. I don't know. I think that... I guess my, my friends yesterday were saying that Burning Man is essentially libertarian, where mm. it's a lot of, you know, do a lot of stuff that all the people aren't doing too much oversight on you. Yeah. And I think there's beauty in that, but then like the, the freedom that you don't always have from society, but society is important and organization. Whenever you have a bunch of people, you need have, you need to have trust that other people are going to behave well and people don't. What do we do about that? Like, should we, maybe we should start excluding people. Well, so um, excluding people who, who don't abide by the rules. Like one example of the, where they do that is that with the leave no trace thing, mm -hmm. they do a map of the whole city afterwards saying, how was your MOOP map? So MOOP is the matter out of place. And one thing that okay. people do is they'll see something going by and they'll shout MOOP. Potentially, at least when you're earlier on. Like if you if you like changed the area around you in any way or yeah. like, like dumped like, things. Like, like, you know, you see a tennis ball floating uh, going by because okay. people put it on their bikes. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't so good about this this year. I didn't bring a moop bag with me and I should have mm -hmm. like just around on the uh, in Just the to pick random things. Yeah, up. yeah I yeah. should have and I didn't. But you can like pick stuff up and throw it away. Yeah. I mean, you, you throw it in your own trash then because there isn't trash receptacles anywhere yeah but the idea is that on your campsite you have to do a cleanup at the end and the organization will put out a map saying here's how these different areas were there's green there's yellow there's red and yeah we do our best to to clean stuff up now if you're gonna bring a bunch of shit into the desert you're not gonna get everything yeah so maybe is it hypocritical yeah maybe um and I don't, I don't love being hypocritical. So <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be an ideal conclusion. But if it's what's true, then it's what's true. 
And yeah, and I'm not trying to like put any judgment on this. Like, like you said, there's well, there's a lot of like beauty in this event and like yeah. how people are doing it. And like, I'm like, I'm all for letting people like live their lives and yeah. enjoy what they want to enjoy. But like, but there is some. But we can't be anarchists, right? We, I would agree yeah. that we shouldn't be anarchists. Yeah, yeah. Like society wouldn't function without some kind of like social contract, right? And I, I think that the principles here are like trying to be that social contract. Yeah. But how do you enforce the contract is the question. Yeah. And right. I guess you really can't you really <laughs> in can't. a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it too. Recognizing that we, in society, we expect people to follow the contract and we're aghast when they don't. We think, oh my God, what an idiot you are. And we, A, we don't know what was going on for that person and why they didn't follow the contract. Or maybe they had some extenuating circumstance. Yeah. Maybe they don't understand the contract in the same way that we do. And we can't impose our understanding of the... Or I don't think we ought to impose our understanding of the contract on people. There's a phrase that happens at Burning Man uh, called... Uh, uh, well, people say, fuck your burn. Mm -hmm. And that basically means the interpretation that you have of the principles and what you want to get out of this, that's, that's for you. You get to decide what that is. And I don't have to... I don't have to accept any of that from, from your interpretation. Sure. I get to have my own burn, my own experience, and my own interpretation of what I should be doing. And that's, I think, the radical self-expression part, where you're like, you get to decide how you are going to inhabit this space. What makes it so radical? You mentioned that it a is, lot. Well, <laughs> it's, it's well, used it, a lot. <laughs> it, does say ra it says radical in the things. I wouldn't call it radical. Um, I think radical there's a little, uh, like, ooh, look at me, radical. <laughs> uh, so I, I, don't, I don't love the use of the word there, but that's what they call it. Um, I, I guess, think, how would you, you like, uh, how would you use radical? Or like, what, what does radical mean to you in, the, in this context? I, so I don't usually think of the, the I only, I say radical as part of the, the title of the things because that's what they yeah there. yeah yeah I would they use say, the word a lot <laughs> they use the word a lot yeah I would say um, I, what I think they mean by radical it who's they um, but what I think is meant no it's passive what I think radical means there <laughs> I'm not gonna judge you for your, for your right? use of passive well voice. <laughs> no but, but but it's but it's like I'm learning as a writer right oh sure that, uh, yeah. like to say something passive is to say less or mm. to to yeah, to say, get rid of who's actually doing the thing. Yeah, and ironically, you say more to say less. Uh, by being passive? Yeah. Well, you, you use more words. Yeah, maybe. yeah, that's what I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you convey less, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I think that the radical there is do this thing in a way that isn't usually done. Mm. So try and do this in a way that you don't usually. Yeah. Yeah. Like the radical self-reliance... Uh, which is, I think, one of my favorites because I'm not very good at it, uh, is you see a problem that you want fixed and you can do something about it, go and do it. Yeah. Don't wait for somebody else to have the idea. Like, you know, you can consult with people. You can ask others, does this make sense? Am I going to damage the camp by doing this thing? Is this a good idea? Do you have any thoughts on whether it ought to be different than my conception of the solution? But you see a problem. If you can, if you see a problem, and if you have things that you can do about it, 
then please do. Yeah. Uh, duocracy is what um, some folks in my camp have called our camp. Duocracy. Yeah. I like Go that. and do yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that makes sense to me. But um, I, I imagine like there are there are the contingent of people that are treat that treat Burning Man like any other pet festival. Right. And they're like, OK, I'm going to just go get drunk, do drugs. Right. Like, and there are people who party. treat society as, you know, differently than others in society do. Yeah. And I kind of think that that's a part of human society and any large group of people. So I don't think that this is an especial criticism against Burning Man itself. I think it's a criticism or an observation observation about human society. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about it. And I agree that it's a problem that or it is at least a difficulty where people are going to be using society or living in society differently than the bulk of people, the philosophical ideal might see it. Well, maybe it's not. Uh, I don't think it's. It has to be a problem. Uh-huh. I, I think that um, if the society does a, a good enough, like if the society uh, it, like does a good enough job of like maintaining like the needs of people and like setting a good baseline, then like yeah, if people want to veer off and like make their own little micro cultures or something mm-hmm. like that. That's perfectly fine. That's what we've done. Like what's what humans do, right? Right. Um, I think the issue comes in where like where radical self-reliance turns into like radical like ego like selfishness Mm -hmm. and and, like you have people that are like like the maybe the rich people aren't as radically inclusive of the poorer people and Mm -hmm. then so then maybe you have now you have a splintered society where they both have different goals or different ideas of what it is but one side has a a disproportionate uh, level of power over right. the other just merely by the resources. Right. Um, and so I think that's where things can get problematic. But otherwise, like, yeah, if you, like, do what you do what you want, as right. long as you're, like, giving back to the community mm-hmm. in a way, either through, like, the kindness you show to others or um, the kindness you show to the land, mm-hmm. like, respect. It's, like, there's a respect element that, yeah. that I think is key to society. We were told... When, when it was all muddy, when it rains heavily, we're not supposed to venture out of camp. We're supposed yeah. to shelter in place. Definitely not supposed to drive or bike because that's worse for the playa. Yeah, it turns, yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. it turns the ground into paste. Yeah, and so it's worse, it's worse for the, the area itself and it's worse mm-hmm. for the other people in the community because then they can't get around uh, afterwards as well. Yeah, um, like the airport was probably still fine because nobody's really walking around there, so they'd be able to land once it dries out. But throughout the rest of the city, people are walking there. Some people are driving when they shouldn't be, and mm-hmm. it tears up the ground. And so mm-hmm. that's a case where you at least have to maybe shame someone locally, right? Like censure them. But yeah. what do you actually do? I th- there is no real law enforcement for, of Burning Man. There's People, there's rangers who will try and settle disputes or tell people, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. But what are, what are they actually going to do? Yeah, and it's tough since a lot of people come into this like this uh, society with still the preconceived notions and assumptions of the society that they live in, of the of like yeah. you, mostly from the um, the U.S. Right. Where 
um, you know, because of like capitalist and Judeo-Christian principles, mm-hmm. we view ourselves, we don't even think of the land as mm-hmm. like a, an entity that needs to be preserved. Right. So when people see the rain, they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to go take a drive or I'm going to see what burning the campus looks like or mm-hmm. what the site looks like in the rain mm-hmm. now um, without thinking about the damage that they're doing. Right. They're like, oh. I don't need to shelter in place. It's just some rain. Well, like, yeah. well, like you mentioned, the shelter in place is less for you and more for the, the land. Right. And so it, because we don't have this like idea of being this concept of being stewards to the land as mm-hmm. being a big part of our society. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's, I, I, it makes sense. It makes sense that people would abuse it in that yeah. way and not even think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we don't, have the conception, well, we think a lot that we're going to take advantage of the environment and the infrastructure as well Mm -hmm. to accomplish what we can without, like, we're going to try and climb up this ladder and not care that much if we splinter it on the way up, as long as we got up it. Yeah. But we need to try and go carefully and... I'll take ladder repair kits with us if we can and try and fix the things we do. And if we see damage that other people have left, just maybe by use or, or by neglect or by, um, not incompetence, uh, you know, w- willful, ignorance, um, willful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we should try and repair it and try and help with its upkeep because we're, there's going to be other people using it. We're going to keep using it. Other people are going to keep using it. Yeah. And we, you know, uh, the, the, uh, it shouldn't fall upon the latter people to, uh, uh, to, no, this is stupid. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we shouldn't, uh, you know, it shouldn't fall on the last folks to, uh, it shouldn't fall only on the person who's around when it breaks to fix it. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we have that's supposedly why we have governments and things like that. Right. right? We're like we it's we should have an entity that because it's it's a big pain and it's like very inconvenient to have individuals try to like completely maintain the yeah. environment because it's such a big right in, like thing and requires a lot of resources. That's why we have a that's what we should be having a government for right. to like help take care of that, be the steward and maybe charge charge us more taxes to do it because like that we have we should have this mentality of this of not just like sustainability but like like preserving mm-hmm. and, and preservation of our environment. But but again though preservation is at cross purposes with change and change is going to happen at what point, like who gets to decide what things should be preserved and what things should be allowed to change? I guess ultimately we'll, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, and maybe we, that's where we end up being selfish in our Mm -hmm. ethics and say like, well, whatever does the best to keep the world around enough that for, enough generations or like doesn't cause ecological disaster mm-hmm. that would lead to lead to the deaths of like hundreds of millions of people. Right. That maybe that's the, maybe that's the ethics but, that we but, take. But would that be true? Suppose there, suppose there were an outside force, like mm-hmm. another asteroid, right? I mean, I guess we, we want, it's in our interest to avoid asteroids hitting the planet because yeah. we live here, but the, uh, and change, like if we leave things 
alone, change will still happen. Yeah. Should sure. we be preventing change altogether? Like if we were around and the dinosaurs, like if the dinosaurs were intelligent uh, enough to have a space program, uh, they would have preferred, I think, to uh, not the dinosaurs. If a dinosaur species yeah, yeah, had yeah. been uh, intelligent enough, um, they would have preferred to, to redirect that asteroid and make it not hit Earth. And they would have been, they would have had as much right to preserve their society such as it would have been, which it obviously presumably was not um they would have been as much within their right to preserve their society as we would be to preserve ours but that comes at the expense of anything that might happen later anything that might happen through the change i think that the change isn't none none of this is foretold right None none of this is destined and so there isn't any existence that is i think fundamentally privileged over the other possibilities well but there are some changes that we've had more influence in. Oh, sure. It may not have happened without us. No, I would agree that, like, you know, the, the suffering that is coming because of human-caused climate change yeah. is, is, un, is deeply unfortunate. And if we care about and the Potentially cataclysmic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, cataclysms do happen, though. Yeah. Like, the thing that matters is we're, like, the, uh, the conscious experience of all of these people is going to be shittier. Um, lots of things are going to die out, which again happens and, and you know, it, the, life will flourish afterwards. It, the question of, like, it, we have to figure out what our goal is. If our goal is have a lot of people not have shitty lives, then we should absolutely be trying to address climate change and mitigate it. Yeah. If our goal is that fewer things should die out, well, that's like, oh, well, right now I would like things to not die out because I live here now. And my offspring, my descendants will live in a world that is richer if, um, if I don't, if things don't die out. But the history of the world that is ahead of us is enormous. Mm-hmm. And the preservation of the world as it is, I don't think that that can be a fundamental goal. Like, I, I'm not happy that the climate is changing. I think that my kids will be less happy because of it. I think their kids will be even less happy probably. Yeah. Um, but like it's, I don't know. I, I guess I struggle with forming absolute uh, opinions about things and yeah. deciding that something is better than something else because objectively, None of it is better than any of the rest of it. I, and I, I agree to that. So maybe like maybe that wasn't the the right framing mm. of it. Maybe it's more of and as we were talking about this, I'm thinking going back to the whole idea of like a an ideal society, in my view, takes care of the needs of the people. Okay. Housing, food, water. Okay. Air now. Take takes care of it, or uh, gives them the tools to take care of it for themselves. Uh, either way. Sure. Um, however they implemented it, whatever, sure. just as long as like you have as part of being part of this society, part of the contract means that we, you don't have to want for food. Wa- like you, sh- you should be able to get nutritious enough food. Maybe it won't be the most delicious food. Right. You should be able to access fresh water. Right. You should have shelter. Um, you should have clean air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I f- see climate change as a significant threat to many of those, mm-hmm. if not all of them. Sure. Like fresh water is drying up. Um, islands are like coastlines are sinking. 
uh, which is threats to like housing. Right. Um, like droughts are affecting like food production. Uh, so like in my view, a, this just, this ideal society would, would want to tax the perpetrators. Like we, this like climate change didn't just accidentally happen. Right. And there were people who kept saying, no, it's fine. It's fine. Even though they had data suggesting it wasn't fine. They knew. Yeah. Like there, there's enough paper. There's enough of a paper trail that we know who to charge. Right. (laughs) Um, And I think that would be very fair to do. Um, You know, the oil execs got to be paid lots and lots of money. Congrats mm-hmm. to them. Um, but the way, the way our society now is is formed is less to minimize the suffering for the maximum people and more to like increase, like to maximize the wealth for like very few people. Yeah, yeah. It's similar. It's basically like we've kind of shifted back to our feudal roots in a way hmm. like the like these billionaires are basically lords mm-hmm. uh fortunately they don't have the explicit power of life and death over anybody not yet uh god <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i mean how many of them have like some security forces and like yeah at what well, point how many of them do have security forces like i don't know i mean i the only like the the only security force I really know about I know about like Blackwater I think yeah then I knew about Wagner yeah but only because of the Ukraine stuff um, and other than that I don't know who's got per- private military you know mercenary groups um, those have also existed throughout history yeah uh, and and if you if we think that they're don't, they don't exist now yeah. like we're probably kind of yeah. fooling ourselves yeah. Yeah. no yeah there, there's a lot of organized you know hireable muscle yeah. out there and i i'm fine with not knowing how to access any of it <laughs> but that doesn't make it not be out there you're right yeah yeah um and i don't i don't want i don't want any i don't want i mean <laughs> yeah we're, we're not we're not looking to hire yeah no maybe maybe bodyguards <laughs> if we if we get no, uh, notorious enough but like that, 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 that still, those bodyguards are not going to be like, you know, slamming people into the ground. And really, we shouldn't need bodyguards because everybody should be safe. Yeah, yeah. But it's this like, I, I, I think it's yeah. a question of what you want the organizing principles of society to be. If you accept that the that society ought to be conscious people moving about and trying to do their best and not stepping on other people then that implies a different set of values and a different way of living in the world than Mm -hmm. climb up by any means necessary yeah and i think they're kind of different ways of looking at the world and i wonder i guess i wonder whether that's about the differences in people or whether it's about the differences in the ideas that live in them so i've been thinking about Mm -hmm. are you familiar with um like memes as uh, not living exactly, but self-propagating, self-replicating uh, units, kind of like uh, Richard. like of culture. Yeah, yeah. So I've started to think. Uh, so I read, uh, you know, the uh, selfish gene a while ago. Uh, read uh, a book about memes uh, last couple of years. I found it very persuasive that while they aren't alive, they're not themselves real these ideas do live in our brains yeah. and transfer between people 
And to this, to a similar extent that genes want to be replicated, the ideas want to be replicated in that they tend to do so, mm -hmm. right? They, they uh, work for their own propagation. And if they don't, then they don't stick around, just like with genes. I, when I think about the things or the people that I don't like, I've been thinking more like I don't like those ideas that they have, but the person in there, the conscious experience, I, I find it more difficult to, to hate them, I think. Yeah. Um, but we can't just we can't just say, oh, you don't have any responsibility. It's the ideas that have taken hold of you, the mind virus, because I, I think they're all mind viruses. All ideas are mind viruses. They're all things that live in us and want to propagate. They're not necessarily going to hurt us. Um, what, why do you think they want to propagate like well, the virus? Well, sim simply, the, the, if something tends to propagate, uh, and the thing that is better at propagating will tend to continue to propagate. So it's, yeah. just, it's just that the things that are propagating uh, are propagating. It's Which is of, why a lot of reactionary like content and ideas usually mm -hmm. will propagate the most because it evokes like very yeah, strong stuff. emotions. Right, yeah. right. Those things that, that tend to tap into our emotions have that advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it, it's, not a, it's not so much that they want to. The wanting to is sort of a... Uh, what we call what is us anthropomorphizing. They yeah. don't want anything. The yeah, genes yeah, don't yeah. want anything. But the things that tend to like even, I mean, I, I guess. But we probably want to share ideas to find other people who share sim those similar ideas. Yeah, because that's a way to connect. It is a way to connect, and we, as individuals, do better when. Uh, you know, we're around other people whose ideas are similar to ours because we don't have to spend all that energy on fighting about ideas yeah. and we're accepted more yeah. when other people share our ideas, the other people around us. Uh, I think we do worse in terms of our actual cognitive uh, honesty because you should, you know, if you're around yes men or yes people, you're not going to, your ideas aren't going to be as good overall. Mm -hmm. But it's more comfortable to be around people that have similar ideas. Um, and so I think that the ideas imply different ways of living. So there are ideas about which like I should be, I ought to climb up. It's okay for me to climb up using other people and push them down. That's one idea or set of ideas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are other, another perhaps competing idea or set of ideas that, I should not be disadvantaging other people yeah. uh, in my own pursuit of happiness and, and comfort. Those ideas are at odds with each other and they are hosted within people. People have those ideas. Those ideas are not the same as the person. And people can, can be convinced of different things. Different ideas can take hold or, and pass between people, be communicated between people, set down and then read later. And now with the AI stuff, the ideas can start to live in another medium even mm -hmm. that is itself active, which is very interesting, I think. But the people, I don't know, the, the people themselves are not the same as the way that they want to live. People choose and are... Uh, grow into ideas 
uh, over their lives. And I think it's, it's difficult to figure out how do I change somebody's ideas? How do I give, give them, them new ideas, ideas or argue against, against the ideas that I have? How do I combat the ideas? Mm-hmm. Um, what should we be doing and how do we decide which ideas we want to choose? Which ideas ought to win? Because we're going to pick the idea, the, like, we, we get to decide, uh, at least to some extent, because I don't think we have perfect free will, but we get to decide which ideas we're going to champion, which yeah. ones we're going to accept being around us. And like, I guess the ideas are not conscious, uh, except insofar as they live in us and get to be thought about. So those ideas, like we, we get to decide which ideas we're going to accept and which ones we want to get rid of. Um, that was, I guess, like any podcast, very rambly. <laughs> I, I get the idea, though, that like um, the, we are separate from the, our thoughts. We are separate from our emotions. I, I'm very aligned with that. Um, I don't know if we're separate from our emotions. Our emotions are sort of in us. and Well, I think they kind of pass. They, I think it's sim- in a similar okay. idea as thoughts. Like, I am the one that has the thoughts. I'm yeah. the one that has the emotions, right. but the emotions are still like not really me. Like some, if I'm hungry, yeah. it's not like I am a person who is hungry. It's just like it's just a feeling right now, and then I'm uh-huh. going through. Hmm. Um, but be like maybe that's just a uh, just a way that different ways that people view these things, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think the point is that um, going back to this whole like not judging people based on the ideas they have yeah. it's recognizing that there is someone else there is a human there that has their own journey that has their own complexities has gone through their own struggles yeah. maybe there's a, a reason that they have latched onto this idea that i don't agree with right and i can maybe accept that i think we should at least be able to accept that we don't know what somebody else's conscious experience and interaction with those ideas is Mm -hmm. I don't think that we necessarily have to accept like if if somebody is a Nazi right yeah or somebody holds of Nazi ideals should we just say oh well you know they've come to that in their journey and there's not a lot I can say or ought to say about that to combat the idea I think you know we we should try and defeat like the, the I I'm comfortable saying that the ideas or memes or uh, thought, not you know, like those, the concept of Nazism is bad and evil, and we should try to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean destroying the people who hold, who hold it, yeah. but it does mean not letting them just choose to be Nazis. Or if we do that, I mean, but then you get into re-education about stuff and forcefully excising those ideas from people, and that's also very problematic. I think yeah. I think it's fine to like to touch on these topics and to think about these things as long as you're like, oh, well, that sounds bad. I'm not sure that this is a good idea because like, you know, I don't want to put Nazis in re-education camps either. Like, I don't want them to be out there and I'm not comfortable with them being Nazis. But like, do, do we re-educate? Like, do we forcefully take the idea out of their head what, what do we do maybe in that case it's like we try to get them mental help maybe there's maybe there because maybe there is uh like something like a deeper struggle 
that they need to talk through yeah. someone. Maybe they latched onto these reactionary ideas because of the pain that they have inside that they mm -hmm. haven't been able to address. So maybe it's not a re-education camp, but maybe it is therapy. Sure. But it's still us deciding, like we're still deciding that the idea is bad, yeah. right? We have decided that Nazism is bad. And, yeah. uh, you know, from their perspective, they've just, they have decided differently. And we're still saying, oh, no, we're more right than you. And we're going to use that authority, that rightness that we have decided we have. Um, and we're comfortable that we have to, to, uh, to take away the freedom of the person in some way. And you're saying, no, we use therapy. But we're, that's still us deciding that... Uh, Some ideas are maybe but, a little right. worse off right. for us. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not trying to say that Nazism is is good certainly obviously yeah, yeah i don't obviously think that's, i think it's pretty obvious that i'm not saying that uh but one thing that i think is a little more controversial that i do think i hold of is that we can't know for sure um that any uh, like that we're right about the ideas that we think are bad or good um like i think there's very good reasons to think that nazism is bad uh it's it's it diminishes people to be lesser than other people um, and I guess on that basis alone, it's like, wow, bad. This is a bad thing. Yeah. So, but like, is it, is it be, like, is that the, like a big basis? I mean, obviously I, I agree that yeah. like any idea that puts other people as other or like honestly yeah. anything as other and like mm -hmm. worthy of exploitation, I think is wrong. Okay. And that's something that I try to push against. And I actually see very contemporary view, like versions of this today, mm -hmm. where like um, people, like the way that people talk about the homeless, yeah, is to me like getting kind. It's very similar. Like I've heard people jock, like because going back to memes, there are re reactionary memes, and mm -hmm. there are a lot of reactionary memes about like homeless people being zombies. Because hmm. usually, like, if you're malnourished, if you're, like, mentally ill, right. if you're in this situation, any mental issues you have are going to get exempt, are going to get, like, exacerbated. like, exacerbated because of your situation. Yeah. If you're, like, malnourished, you're not able to really function well. Yeah. So, like, people joke online that they're, like, zombies. And hmm. I've had, pe like, friends. And, and, and need to be done with as in The Walking Dead type. Well, that's the thing, right? Like when you start referring to humans as zombies, yeah. even if you're not saying, even if you're not saying like, okay, we should go zombie hunting. Right. It, there's enough cultural media, like meaning to what a zombie is and yeah. what you do with a zombie that like, yeah, it, then it becomes like, it kind of normalizes violence. Like mm -hmm. they're like you could be like, okay, well, this person like looked like they were going to attack me. So mm -hmm. like, I would be totally okay with killing them. Right. And so where does that line, like, is that an okay idea that we should like be, be okay with? <laughs> is because... that an okay idea? <laughs> no, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, but what? I mean, you, I guess you, you're, what you're exploring is what, what do we do about those ideas that people have? Yeah. The ideas that we haven't like fully decided are universally bad, like Nazism, but yeah. like are of the point where, okay, maybe this is like thirties Germany, which uh -huh. is like, uh, getting there. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, um, I think maybe we need to explore whether we have any authority to ultimately decide this idea is bad. And now we're going to, 
um, like, what do we, yeah, what do we do with people who hold that idea? Um, I, I think that this, this feels, it feels like, to, as I'm saying these things, it feels so insensitive, right? It feels like it comes off as like, oh, you know, we can't really ever say that an <laughs> idea is really bad. You have to allow people to have their own ideas. Uh, and I don't know. I think that it's, that there's a lot of potential discomfort in being completely philosophically and intellectually honest. And yeah. um, like maybe, and to some extent, the ideas are not, the ideas themselves are not human, right? Like, yeah the the ideas are not feeling and making sure that they have their light sorry uh, <laughs> light in the day and all that um they, they don't ideas don't have rights yeah. uh as we have conceived of them because they're not conscious um should they because maybe are they conscious do they have this experience i started thinking that at least in fiction they could be like maybe in a yeah maybe that's a whole discussion for a different time sure <laughs> for a different podcast well, i mean it's not like it's not like we've yeah, been yeah, having yeah. one conversation yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh where were we we we're talking about the zombie yeah thing i i think i think that the idea that somebody else's zombie like comes from a an incomplete understanding of their experience I agree. and and fear and fear fear Absolutely. that like if things go wrong i could be in that situation too ah ah fear not just okay yeah i i thought you were saying fear of that person but no totally but, yeah i mean a little of both yeah no absolutely um and sort of disgust yeah that. Like, disgust like yeah. i've had a lot of um so i'm uh i believe that i'm on the spectrum uh on the autism spectrum and i've had a lot of like some amount of disgust growing up when I was like, wow, this person and I have ADHD. Wow. This person doesn't know how to regulate themselves. Oh, I hate that because I see myself in that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I hate that about myself. So I'll hate it in this other person. Yeah. Um, and I do your battery's getting low again. I know. I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you I saw plug it. In again. So we're going to, I, I ran out of ports. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up on this. Sure. Thought. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten it or, oh yeah. Like the, the fear of something that I see myself in and yeah. hope not to be. Um, it's, it's hard to, it can be hard to recognize that as not a failure in the person who is inhabiting that state. It's, you know, a whole multitude of factors like society. And even mm. if it were a fault, uh, fault in that person, they're still experiencing it and they shouldn't be demonized for yeah. whatever they're situation still they're human. in. Yeah. Like just like us, like where we should have a little bit more empathy toward yeah. others. And I think that's the ultimate thing. Like if your ideas start to like encroach on empathy, yeah, that's where we become into problems. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Yossi. This is a lot of fun. Thanks so much. We'll for have to have you on again. Yeah, absolutely. Soon. I'd, I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Like and share the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at uh, at authentic.chaos. And as always, embrace your chaos with kindness. Thank you so much, and thank you again. Thank you. All right.